Welcome to the Operations Mastery Podcast. I'm here with Thomas Johnston. He owns a marketing agency and is, is really interestingly pivoted recently. So I'm excited to jump into that um, and how he works with like outsource agencies and consultants and then um, his own outsourcer right now. So thank you for jumping on, Thomas. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much. Awesome. So why don't you give us just 20 second overview of, of your SEO focus and, and why that, and then um, kind of why you pivoted recently to a new, a new business model. So I always wanted freedom. Uh, you know, I grew up in the internet age, uh, Windows 95, started playing video games. Like, okay, this internet thing's cool. So, um, and I've never really wanted a boss. So I started working as in, uh, what do you call it, for free? Um, at a SEO agency, I'm like, I'll work for free. You just teach me everything you know. And then I uh, kept one of the clients that was my family members and started my own agency. Um, and I did everything but the accounting. And then, yeah, did a lot of local SEO for clients, a little bit of national stuff, a lot of franchises. So I learned how to scale the SEO and learning you want like one big niche with lots of clients as opposed to a whole bunch of little scattered ones across the United States. Um, and then want to go to the pivot. Oh, that good on that. Yeah. Okay. But it's very draining. You're dealing with clients. They're paying you money. They're expecting things. Um, they own you. So mm -hmm. there's no freedom in that, but I, I got the skill set. And then about three years ago, I started, uh, focusing more on creating white label brands for other companies. So instead of going to a franchise where they can fire you, I would create my own websites, my own lead phone numbers, my own contact forms, uh, Google my business profiles under my brand and send all the leads to the actual partners or affiliations. And then I get paid based on results. So they're just happy to talk to me as opposed to owning me. And it's a mutual win, win, win. And you can scale it, it's residual and you can create freedom. And then you can also just, you know, having 200 locations for one niche is very scalable as opposed to 50 locations in all different niches. Yeah. So I, I have some questions first on working with franchises. Mm -hmm. How do you scale it across multiple locations? Like, yo, specifically SEO. So most franchises will have one website. So you can just edit the pages from one website. You got one login. Um, you have one Google profile email address that has all the locations in there and you just go through there. You don't have to do keyword research for every new one. It's just, it's way easier. Like 200 locations is easier than literally 30 different niches and it pays better. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's where the money is for SEO. Yeah. And it's, so everything you do is on one website. You don't create like micro websites for each location. So everything I do now, they all have their own URL, but I use WordPress and do a multi-site. So you have one WordPress install with all the same plugins, with all the same photos, and you uh, copy them into sub-sites. Like literally you do like a download, upload, boom, mm -hmm. everything's there. And then you just edit the address, the phone number, the unique things for that, and then add the local SEO pages on the back end per unique domain. I used to do it all on one website, but... Mm -hmm. um, when you play big boy SEO, you create a big boy footprint and Google slaps you. Uh, so we have to have unique phone numbers, unique addresses, unique websites, unique social media profiles, unique Yelps, everything. Everything looks like it's, a, it's its own thing. Wow. wow. That, that was a big learning curve. I lost my business like 
four different times in the last year because they just kept slapping me. Wow. So, so it's a little bit more work now, but it's, we are gaining everything back and we're reinstating our Google, my business listings. If you have questions on any specific thing, let me know, but Google, my business listings are where the money is and Google treats them very dear to their heart. So they just slap, they'll slap real businesses and businesses have to get their own business back. And I'm having to figure out that, but my outsourcer is also very good with it. So. Wow. That that's extremely interesting because the agencies I operate, we haven't gotten on Google my business yet because we get reviews from like third-party sites like Trustpilot, mm-hmm. but, um, and like we serve nationally. So I'm always like, why do we need Google my business? But I think we're going to sign up for it. Cause I, what, what are your niches or, uh, yeah. Mostly other agencies and then SaaS and finance. SaaS software as. Yeah. Software as a service. So like tech okay. companies. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't really need it for that. What's the first one again? Um, other marketing agencies. People will look locally for that. Possibly okay. the software. I don't know. It, that's a risky, it might be unnecessary time. time <laughs> and um, my next question was like, l- let's take like a microsite, for example, on one location. Um, I know I've thought about like duplicate content being an issue. Do you just change the H1s, H2s and enough. So there's no duplicate content or you don't think that's much of an issue. I, everything is duplicate. Um, even the sales pitch is duplicate. Um, but on the homepage, I will create a uh, content at the bottom. Mm. You can just use chat GPD. And like, it's like simple negative sense to write an article. Wow. <laughs> it's so cheap. And then on the local SEO page, so it's like, you know, that's something Dallas.com and there'll be another city, Fort Worth, you know, four slash Fort Worth. And then I have a, a plugin that goes and gets all of the keywords or the content for the keywords from ChatGPT automatically. So yeah. I get unique articles for every page that needs to rank. But like the About Us page, the contact page is all duplicate. And how do you find keywords with ChatGPT? You don't, sorry. Uh, actually, you can. You can say, find me keywords. You can even write, optimize, find keywords for this and optimize it. And it will do H1 tags and H2 tags. Wow. It understands. Yeah. But I don't do that. I do everything with on our website and then it gets the content. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Um, um, okay. So now, now that I know that a little bit more, I want to jump into something you mentioned with working with an outsourcer. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this person. How'd you find them? What do they, what do they do for you? He's a beautiful human being. His name is Pobitro. He's from Bangladesh. I found him on Fiverr. He did a good job and I kind of just contacted him and like, Hey, Tell me what you can do for this. Cause you can't put emails in Fiverr. You'll get them fired. Yeah. So he went to the website, asked a whole bunch of questions, very confused. And he's like, Oh, and then he emailed me. I'm like, Hey, I want to, I need an outsourcer. I'll train you, blah, blah. It's like, cool. And then we just went from there. Um, and then he, the cool thing about him. So I was only paying him $5 an hour. Unbelievable. And he's right. as good as me. So, you know, I, I hate copy and paste it. I did it for so long. I just, mm-hmm. my soul died. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and then he has a team though. So when he, so I upped him to $10 an hour and then his team gets paid $5 an hour and then he gets the override. So we scale at, he's incentivized to scale and it, it's just that simple. And he has all the training videos already. He's already done it. He knows how to train them. He, he's very good at tracking. Um, I'm not good at, I don't want to look at anything. I was like, here's the traffic, the Google analytics. We're getting paid this much. It's working. I don't even do ranking reports anymore. 
Wow. So to take a step back, I mean, one of the biggest things I think with managing anyone is incentivizing them. And so you found the best way to do that is be like, Hey, I'm going to pay you 10 an hour, but you're going to get that margin by scaling a team on your own. He came up with that on his own. I was unaware that they were going to get an override. I was like, Oh crap. I'm like, that makes sense. I like it. I want him to have freedom too. Yeah. But eventually I will just be paying him a salary and then he's going to get a percentage of all sales period. So then he can make educated decisions on like, if we get this social media software that posts to all these different profiles, it costs money, but is it making him money? So he's going to get incentivized no matter what, even from business decisions, not just uh, employees. Wow. And so um, the, the day-to-day work, like what, what is him and his team doing? Cause I think some agencies are worried about outsourcing because they think quality will just go down, uh, you know, the shitter, so to speak. So what exactly is he doing? So, okay. So we do SEO. So there is no, like, it's technical. And then it's the quality doesn't matter when it comes to content. Like it's all hidden anyways. I hide my content. Um, so I don't even proofread anything. Just the sales pitch is done right. I approve that. I approve the keyword research and everything else is just duplicatable. Um, so to answer your question, um, quality, it's all just, it's SEO is very copy and paste. And if you do it right on one website for one location, then you can do it for the other 199. So, and you get better at it over time. So it's not really about quality. He does it better than me because he cares. Yeah. Like I, I just check out, I can't, I can't, I moved on from that. I can't do it anymore. Uh, not looking back. Wow. Wow. Um, and so he'll do everything, like get into WordPress, upload landing pages, do the technical SEO. Um, the like, landing pages are, I do it. I make sure one site is correct with I, placeholders for him to change. Yeah. So once that is done, he doesn't have to worry about content for sales pitch and design Eventually he wants to get into design, but uh, I have a guy from Fiverr, Alien. He's the best web designer I've ever done. He's so cheap. Wow. Um, Best too. And a a couple other questions. So um, you obviously, did you train him or he came in already understanding? No, I trained him. I trained him. Okay. Um, And how did you do that? Just a mix of? screencast uh snag it i just record exactly what i'm doing and i also do a google doc or a, no i don't do use google docs anymore because i kind of hide it all yeah that's like a no-brainer now but zoho sheets you know yeah. um and then also i have a word document with links with everything you copy and paste and here's a video for each thing and that is that it and if he has questions he asks about it if he has questions he records what he's doing and sends it to me because there is a loss a lot of loss of translation mm. Totally. Totally. Okay. And, um, you guys communicate over email or Slack or uh signal, the signal. decentralized one. Yeah. Just because my buddy did crypto and told me about it. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. I, I use signal as well. Um, yeah, this is actually super interesting. Um, and then a lot of people have like, they're like, Oh, I get really low quality when I go on sites like Fiverr. Did you have to burn through a bunch of bad people before finding- He was my first. The universe provided. Um, wow. Well, I'm training him. Right. So it's just about, can he do it? Yes or no. And then can he start to think for himself? Yes. Oh, he's starting to do experiments. Great. He's now like, um, also like, I want him to have freedom. I'm like, 
why, why are you messaging me when I'm working? Go to, go hang out with your wife during the day. And like, you know, nice. you don't. So, um, where was I going with that? Uh, I, he, we have built a relationship where if he makes a mistake, we're learning from it and I'm learning to communicate better. It's not like he'll, they're, um, they're, uh, what you call it? Their societal norms are so different than here. Like he, he calls me God. I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's a weird thing. No, no. He's like, no, you're in charge of my life and my family and everything. Like what you say goes, it's like a Lord, not like a, you know, end all be all like, okay, cool. No, but no, we're equals. I really value you. I can't have the life I have without you. Like, so we've been doing a lot of this and now he's like, okay, I'm safe with this guy. I get how he thinks. Mm. So there's very good communication and not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, Mm. no more sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They love to apologize. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And did you teach him to run experiments? I encouraged him every time he did. And I would say, he's like, can I, what about this? I'm like, I disagree with this. Prove me wrong. (laughs) And he'll go do it. And then I was like, Jesus, that's okay. So like, okay. So SEO, right. Does posting to social media help with SEO? Um, I'd say no. Correct. And then he started doing it and our leads went up. So I think Google might not rank your website because of it, but it is it, a ranking factor that you're a real business. So your Google, my business listing ranks. I and see that simple. So we're like, crap, we need to put a ton of money into this. Wow. wow. <laughs> I love this. I love what this and there's softwares to do it. And it's, it, no, you don't even need to do good content because no one's reading it, but Google's seeing it as busy work. So therefore your Google, my business listing is real. They're looking for every signal possible. And that's something that no one else is doing. And replying to reviews on Google My Business and doing Google My Business posts. They, they sound so stupid. I'm totally against it, but they make sales. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. That's yeah. Really and all because of this guy. Yeah. And having stupid things also helps you reinstate your Google My Business listing. So if you lose it and get suspended and you're doing all this work and you have citations, like we'll bill citations after the Google My Business listing gets suspended now because Google goes, oh, it's a real business. Mm, wow. It's wow. all backwards. Wow. Why would he get suspended though? Because they're they're not real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably algorithmic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We get slapped with algorithm stuff for sure. It's not manual. Sure. Um wow, this has been really interesting actually. Um and so I guess, how, how do you plan to scale in the next year or two? Is it just have like two big franchisees under your belt and just do as much good work for them as you possibly can? Or So we got slapped real bad. Uh, we are catching all of our current niches up. Okay. And then we already have people that the universe is just bringing me people like a hair, hair supplement company, um, a wood furniture designer that could do nationwide stuff. Uh, like just, they're all there. I have a line of people to help. Mm. I just need to catch everything else up and it was really expensive and a learning curve. So now we're scalable. We know only where to invest here, here, and here. Um, but the, the opportunities just naturally come and I can go find ones. There's affiliate programs for local services that I still haven't even tapped into and they have 50 niches each. Mm. So this is like unlimited. So I guess um, the, when you talk about like catching up was the big mistake you made trying to host these things on one WordPress site? Was that like the big mistake that might've got you guys slapped or? The bi- 
that one domain, one email account with all the Google My Business listings, that's a, that's a huge red flag. That needs to change right away. And you can create unique Gmails. Mm-hmm. And there's websites where you get text verification because yep. you have to verify it via phone number. And you can yes. pay like 25 cents and get a text verified thing within seconds. So it, you have a unique phone number attached to a unique Gmail with one business listing with citations, with his own phone number, with his own URL, and possibly even if it's his own email if it needs it. And then you become isolated. We even went as far as to um, uh, rent computers on different IP addresses from a website, Kematrua Kematru, or something like that. And you can have you can go into the Google My Business listings with that unique computer, with that unique IP address, with a unique phone number, with a unique Gmail. So it literally looks like even from an IP pers- IT perspective, it's isolated. But we ended up like getting rid of it because we don't think we need it. Right. It's all about the unique Gmail, unique phone number, verified, yeah. unique website, unique social media profiles, citations. This is really interesting. It's funny because um, what I what you're doing is isn't gray hat. Like I think it's just. Google isn't Google My Business isn't built for franchisees. Correct. You do handle all these micro um, listings and stuff, and so I think that's probably just something on their end. But um, that's that's really interesting information. I'm the blackest, whitest, hattest. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. This is not suspect. These are like good moves, and so um, I think that. the franchise i see a lot of franchise sites and i'm like the usually the core franchise site is really good but the they're either is not microsites or they they're, don't rank or they're trash they're trash yeah. so i'm yeah. like you guys have an amazing core website but like you're losing all these franchisees inbound leads yes. by not having it's it's map and it's like um, how do you make your franchisees successful? Well, you feed them leads. You make sure they leads. It's like their lifeblood. It's it's weird. So yeah, they'll they'll make a um, a process, know their clientele, and then right. they sell it to other people. But if they solve the marketing and sales, sales is hard because you got to do that on an individual level. Sure. But the sure. but the the lead gen should be scalable. Hundred percent. You only got to figure it out for one location and then again, go after all 199 others. It's, it's like, it's, it's baffling. It is baffling. It's absolutely baffling. It's, but, if uh, they, but also if they start an affiliate program, like there's some really good service affiliate programs, people would just start marketing for them. I don't yeah. understand why they don't just jump into that. Oh yeah. Let's talk for a couple minutes on that. Like, what do you... How have you helped clients set up a successful affiliate program in the past? Like how do you reach out to good affiliates and how do you create a good program that people actually want to like refer business to? So I don't know about the last question. It seems like more of a business sided, the individual niche. If you want um, no, sometimes like a referral program would be like, we'll give you 20 bucks if you oh, share our link out. And it's just not whoop, a trip. Whoop. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about you. And so now I'm, you're. Yeah. So how do you make it, how do you make a referral program actually attractive? Okay. Yeah. So and a, a good affiliate program pays you per commission, possibly for the life of the person. Yep. A lot of them are one off them. So it doesn't really matter. So you need to track the lead of the web form and, but also you need to be able to offer phone call uh, leads. So there needs to be a program that incorporates both phone calls and email contact forms. Most only have contact forms. And then 
um, you need a sales team in-house to do all of the sales. So the franchises can just focus on what they're doing. Yes. They should not all, they're not all salespeople. They want to help people. Like if it's like a home in-home care company, they don't want to sell. They want to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have an affiliate program though, like they can still go sell their stuff, but if you have a affiliate program. There needs to be a corporate call center. The calls mm-hmm. come in and they do the best they can track it. And they can also hand it off to them, but it's still tracked. Yeah. I if like you do that. both with the web forms, it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah. And how, how do you get those affiliates, those affiliate leads in the beginning, like to start with? Like, that's not your problem. You create the affiliate program, the affiliates will figure it out for themselves. Right. right. But me, it, it, which incentivizes me to go figure out all this crap I've been trying to figure out mm, totally. <laughs> and get an outsourcer in a team. And that's on me, not the company. They just need a good program that tracks well. Right. Right. And pays right. well. Right. And pays well. You got to yeah. pay well. And it's great to have a system where you get to see the leads per day and the close rate and the projected commissions, not just the commissions, but the projected mm-hmm. commissions. Like you just, you go, Oh, okay. 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 Ooh. And you put some fire into their butt. Do you, um, is there a referral software you recommend for this or. I don't, I've looked into it a year ago. I've just been doing, uh, joining other people's programs and comparing them. Okay, cool. But um, there's good, there's good stuff out there, but you do need a, if you're doing 200 locations, you need a localized call center. Mm, you can't have, you can't be um, sending 200 emails per month saying, how many calls did you get? Yeah. hundred <laughs> um, percent. Totally. 100%. Business owner is like, I have to do more work and pay you. Oh, it should be built in. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, awesome, man. Well, I, I have nothing else. Um, do you have like a website or a you know LinkedIn page where can someone reach out to you? If, if yeah, by the time this podcast is up, I'll have everything. Uh, I have everything at Tom Vibe Up, and then yeah. TomVibeUp.com will have all the links to everything. Perfect, and that's T O M Vibe Up. Yep. Awesome. Well, um, thanks for the great vibes today. Yeah, and we appreciate it. Yeah. Th- thanks, man. <laughs>